Welcome in, welcome into Face to Face Sports, coming at you live from the Glothlin Center for the Arts on Emory and Henry's campus. For those who may not know, this show discusses all the latest local and national sports topics, while also providing an outlet for those in athletics to talk a little bit about themselves. Today, I am happy to welcome in Kyle Short. Many of you who are listening know that Kyle is the quarterback of the Emory and Henry football team. Uh, Kyle first played for Emory last season after transferring from the University of Charleston in West Virginia. He started in all 10 games last season, winning six games and throwing for over 1,600 yards and 15 scores. This year, we're six games in, and he is already closing in to both of those numbers. So without further ado, welcome into Face to Face Sports, Mr. Short. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. You'll be you'll be happy to know this is the first athlete um, I'm interviewing on the show. A lot of times I've interviewed coaches and things, so you're the first one for that. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. And um, let's let's kinda go back a second. Talk uh to us about uh early football obsession and growing up in, in Ohio. Um, I started playing football in first grade. My first year, I actually played tight end. I was number 40. Um, and then uh, second grade rolled around. I played quarterback from then on out. Um, and it was just from there, you know, playing quarterback every year, um, training in the off season. I played baseball for a while. Um, and then eventually I made the choice to focus on football. Um, so from that point on, it's just always been football. How did the transition happen between or from tight end to quarterback? So the way it worked where I was from, your first and second grade uh, grades were together on a team. And then from third grade on, you only played with your grade. Um, and so when I got to the team um, as a first grader, they already had a quarterback from the prior season. Um, so I was at tight end. And then when he moved on to go play third grade, we needed a quarterback. Um, I took over and then... I was playing quarterback with my grade from that point on. Okay. And you were from um, Lebanon, Ohio, not to confuse with Lebanon, Virginia, which right. is 30 miles from here. Right. Um, let me ask you something. How far from Canton is Lebanon? Oh, man. Um, I think about an hour and a half. Okay. I think about an hour and a half, maybe more. I know it's it's up close to Cleveland, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Northern Ohio. Then, oh, mm-hmm. maybe even th- probably about three hours then. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fitting enough, you know, as obviously – Canton's the home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Right. Um, So you graduated from Lebanon High School and uh, choose to attend uh, the University of Charleston in West Virginia. How did you decide on that school, and um, what other offers were you looking at, if any? Um, It was a funny process, actually. I was, for a short period of time, I was committed to a Division III school close to home called Mount St. Joseph. Um, Ended up deciding that. I didn't think that was the best fit for me. I had a I had a friend who was playing football at the University of Cincinnati, um, and he was in the transfer portal. He was planning to go to Charleston. Um, they had recruited me out of high school, um, and when I talked to him, I you know I took a second look at that program. My mom loved Charleston; it was her favorite, um, and so I decided that that was the place that I wanted to be. Um, as far as the re- recruiting process went, when I got it narrowed down to like my top three schools, it was Charleston, um, Mount Saint Joseph, and then Finley is a Division II school in Ohio. Um, I had an opportunity to go to a, a camp at Yale. Um, it was a great time. I loved it. Um, that would have been the dream school as far as all the visits that I went on was. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with the way things worked out. Uh, talk to us about the, the process in which uh, you first heard about Emory and Henry and then the decision to come here and play football. So when I went into the transfer portal, um, it took a while for me to hear from schools 
Uh, it was the middle of the COVID season, so a lot of teams were still playing and, and focusing on that uh, that short season that, that they had. Um, Coach Walters reached out. Um, they were playing in the conference championship game for the spring season. He sent me the link, told me to watch. He said he'd be in contact after the game was over to get a visit and that kind of stuff. I watched the game, came down to the last play. It was a crazy game. Um, and then talking with Coach Walters, I came on a visit up here, and I, f- I fell in love with the campus um, when I when I took my visit. And then talking with the coaches and and just knowing that they felt like that I could come in and I had an opportunity to play um, and compete, and that's all I wanted was just a chance to show what I can do and compete and, and have an opportunity to play. Now, if I'm not mistaken, um, last season was the first time you were a starter on your college career, the first time you uh, started in a game since high school. Um, what was that like to to finally get back out on the field? You know, after after the first two years of waiting, and I don't know, just just getting back in there and playing again. It was really fast. Um, you know, we practice every day, but practice is a lot different than a game. Um, we try to make it as close to a game as we can, but there's there's nothing like playing a game. And it made me remember how much I love football. You know, in, in two years of one being a red shirt and you get very limited reps in practice and you're running with the scout team. And then my second year was a weird year because of COVID. Um, and I had gotten hurt in the fall. I hurt my shoulder, so I wasn't able to do much. And then finally getting to come here and play a game again, it really reminded me how much I love football. Um, I think that after the first drive when I when I was able to play at North Carolina Wesleyan, I, I came off the field and I told Coach Newsom, thank you for this opportunity. Like, I I love football. I forgot how much I love football. Yeah, and you you took no time to to get back into it, even after you know all those years. And you won your first game, following week you threw for over three hundred yards and, and four scores. I'm I'm sure all that felt you know just amazing to get back in there and, and do those things. Um, when you first had arrived at Emory, uh, you had to adjust to a different school, a different team, different playbook. What was that process like for you? Um, it was it was tough. You know, I mean. I made a lot of really close friends at Charleston, um, and so leaving that place and having to come here and meet a whole group, a whole new group of guys was tough. But they welcomed me with open arms. You know, I, the first day that I met all the guys, they, they uh, took me out to lunch, um, kind of gave me the rundown on everything, and we talked about things. Um, and then I was meeting with Coach Copus um, pretty much every day in the summer when I got here, going over the playbook, just trying to get it down uh, before camp rolled around. And then the campus here is a lot different than uh, the campus at Charleston. The campus at Charleston is pretty small. It's on one street. All the buildings are connected. Um, so being here was a bit of an adjustment. I was lost on my first day of classes. I couldn't find where I was mm-hmm. going. Um, you know, all the buildings are spread out, and this campus feels huge um, compared to where I was. So it was there was an adjustment process, but made it work. How much time uh, before attending here had you spent in Virginia? Had you ever come down to this area or maybe another part of Virginia? Never, actually. Um, coming on my visit here was my first time in Virginia. So okay. it was a new place for sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Coach Newsom and, and working with him. Uh, what's it like to work with him on a week-to-week basis, and, and what are some of the things you two talk about in terms of uh preparation before the games and then after the games adjustments um before the games we talk about you know tendencies um what their defense plans to do and how we plan to to attack that and uh, exploit their weaknesses um during the games uh we talk a lot about 
what we're doing, what's working and what's not working, um, how we need to adjust the things that aren't working to make it better. Um, and then after the games, it's it's usually just a lot of review of, of the film. Um, we more focus on what didn't go well than we do what did go well because you can learn more, I feel like, from what you did wrong than you can from what you did right. So we spend a lot of time looking at those kind of things, just trying to get it fixed for the next week. Um, you know, me and Coach Newsom, we have a good relationship. And I'm, I thank him a lot for giving me the opportunity to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've had a lot of coaches on here, and I, I love to ask them. On, on this show, I really like to ask uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff, you mm-hmm. know, what goes on during the week in terms of preparation and assignments and things like that. Um, now we have you on here, and, you, you know, you're an athlete. Talk to us a little bit about um, the schedule of being a student-athlete, you know, the balance of uh, preparing during the week. Uh, getting ready for the game, traveling some weekends, but also balancing out the schoolwork aspect and things like that? It comes down to time management, you know, just being able to be efficient with your time, um, going to class, making sure that you're paying attention in class, getting your homework done on time. And then in the small free time that we do have, I use that to prepare for games, watch film. Um, Like we talked about earlier, I spend a lot of time on Tuesdays and Wednesdays watching film. Thursdays is a little bit less time, more of a review, and then Fridays is just some, a time where I'll just kind of peek at film. But it, it really just comes down to time management and being efficient with your time and, and just understanding that, you know, I don't have a lot of time, so what am I going to do with the, the small amounts of time that I do have? Mm-hmm. What does uh, preparation before a game on Saturdays look like for you? And the rest of the team, how about that? How about the, how about the, the entire team? What is preparation like? So on Saturdays we've got we usually have for a home game we'll have um, we'll have breakfast at nine. Uh, Coach Wright will will give us a a devotion uh, and and talk to us. Um, after that we're set free till eleven. We we'll go back to the room. Um, I usually sit and listen to music. Um, you know I just try to get into that mindset of I'm about to play a football game. Then we've got the the wasp walk where we walk to the field house um, at eleven. I think for most of us, that's about when the nerves set in. You know, you're you're about to play a football game, but it's nice to walk and see the fans, especially like, you know, see my mom and my dad before the game. Um, and then once we get into the locker room, it's we have a, a quick meeting with the offense and defense. will meet uh, as units, um, and then we get taped, go out and warm up, and then you come back in, and Coach Newsom will talk to us, and then we're out on the field. I was always I was told a long time ago that nerves are a sign that you're ready for the game that you're you're prepared you're yeah. ready to go it means something to you definitely I I definitely agree I feel like uh, the I had a coach and and youth told me that the day that you stop getting butterflies before a game is the day you should stop playing exactly yeah exactly there you have it um, we're six games in and I have to ask the transition to D two what has this season been like for you and the rest of the team during this transition period. I think we've learned a lot about ourselves um, in this season. You know, I think that we were disappointed in a lot of our losses last year. Um, you know, they were all close games. And then coming into this season, we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't, we'd never played any of these teams before. We hadn't heard of them. Um, and then I think we're just learning a lot about ourselves. You know, our first our first uh, game in the conference was against the ninth-ranked team in the country, and we went to double overtime and had a field goal to win it. And I, I think that we're learning that we belong. Um, and we can compete here, and that and that this is where we we are, and we're and we're here. You know, we're not just a a team that people are going to come in and roll over. Um, you're going to get a game when you come to Emory. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you were just talking about the the Newberry game. After that, the team uh, was one and two. Obviously, you, you gave Newberry a run for their money uh, going into double overtime. Um, since that game, you guys have won your last three. You've run the table. What adjustments do you think have been made, and what's been working for you and the rest of the guys? I think it's. I think that that game gave us a lot of confidence. You know, I, we would have much rather came away with a win. Um, but I think that being that that was one of the best teams in the country um, and a conference game. And I don't think there was many people other than the people in the locker room and the coaches expecting us to, to be in that game, um, let alone have it come to double overtime. I don't think there was a lot of people expecting that. So I think that it just kind of proved to us as a team that, you know, we belong here and, and we can do this. Um, and, you know, we don't, we don't change a whole lot what we do from week to week. We're, we got a schedule. Uh, we stick to it. it. It seems to work. I think it works. Um, and so we stick with that. But I, I really think that we just proved to ourselves that we belong here and we're here to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you've you've proved it to a lot of people. I'm sure you've surprised a lot of people. Um, do you how you look and it's like this is our first year in Division Two, but you know we're four and two. I maybe a little bit, but um, you know I think that the guys in the locker room we we know what we've got on the team, um, and I think we all believe in each other. We believe in ourselves. We believe in the coaches. Um, so. I don't think as much, you know. I think that it's just something where it's like we know what we're capable of and we're just doing the best that we can every week to mm-hmm. show that. Right, absolutely. Um, now let's talk about you for a minute. Your your yards per game has risen from 169 to over 226 per game. You've also thrown 11 touchdown passes through six games on pace to beat your total from last season, which was 15 when the year was done. What's been different for you this season, and are you more confident with each week that passes? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, a big part of it is with last season being my, my first time playing in three years, it was just kind of getting that season under my belt. Um, things have slowed down a little bit for me. Um, I feel like I'm I'm seeing the field better than I was last year now that I have a year of experience. Um, and then, I, I mean, I got I to gotta point to the guys on the team when it comes to, to my success. You know, without the offensive line, I wouldn't be able to do anything. All five of those guys up front, uh, they they do a great job every week, and then the receivers that we've got are outstanding. I feel like we we honestly have the best receiving group um, in the conference. Um, I don't think there's a single one of those guys who are going to be shut down if it's one-on-one man coverage all game. So just having the talent that we have on our team, especially on the offense, and I think that it makes it a lot easier for me um, and, and the experience. And then after – Last season, you know, and getting comfortable with the offense and the plays and understanding it all, and I have a really good relationship with the offensive coordinator. I think it's all just starting to to get going in the right direction. Would you um, want to take a moment and, and sort of introduce some of the other players on the on the offense who you work with every week? Oh yeah, man. We I mean we could talk about all of them. We've got Marvion Newton plays left tackle, um, Parker Coe left guard, Bryson Lutz center, Preston Robertson right guard. Um, Ricky Dotson, right tackle, all five of those guys are just outstanding. Um, they give it everything they've got every week uh, protecting me. Um, we I have a great relationship with them. Um, we hang out outside of, outside of practice, and we talk all the time about film and, and practice and what we're doing, what the plan is. And then, you know, with our running backs, I think we got a great trio with uh, Justin Hill, Grayson Overstreet, and uh, Micah English. Um, you know, all three of those guys bring a lot to the table as running backs. Um, you know, Grayson's a big power back who can run downhill, and he's really fast. Um, same thing with Justin. The Micah comes in, he's like a bit of a change-up. He's a smaller guy. He's quicker. 
um, really quick laterally, makes people miss. Um, and then the receivers, I mean, they're, they're awesome. Jermon Ford, um, route technician, runs great routes. Um, seems like he's always open. Um, he's got great hands. Um, we've got Tamade Penn playing Z on the right and, you know, big target, 6'4", um, goes up and gets the ball. Um, I love throwing 50-50 balls to him because I know that if he's not going to come down with it, he's not going to let the DB come down with uh, with the ball. That's a bit of trust that I have there with him. And then, you know, we've got Kayshawn Cozy um, in the slot. He's fast. Um, he's We were roommates last year. Um, so I feel like we've got a lot of chemistry there from watching film together and just kind of being on the same page um, as far as his routes go. And, and, you know, the minor tweaks that you can make to a route just to get into the right zone and get open. Um, D'Angelo Gray also plays slots, probably one of the fastest guys on the field whenever he's on the field. So that's great to have a vertical threat like that, someone who can really uh, take the top off. And Cam Peoples coming in as a true freshman um, at slot receiver has been a great addition to the offense. He's kind of like D'Lo in the sense that he's very fast. Um, I don't think there's many guys on the field who can run with him when he's in. Um, another guy who I feel like seems like he's always open. Um, but I could say that about all of our receivers, really. They always seem like they're always open. And then we've just got a ton of depth, you know, with Smitty, Anthony Smith coming in last week, making a huge catch on third down um, when Tamade gets hurt. Um, we got Hunter Bolden's another one of the receivers who come in, and, and everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Everybody does their job, and there's never any lack of trust when when a different guy comes in or something like that. And, you know, I think I think we've got a great group from top to bottom, really all the way around. What's it like in the in the off season when you all come back together? Does it take a little while to uh, get back on the same page with each other, or or is it a little bit quicker? And I don't know what what is that process like in the off season when you come back together for another season? So so this this summer we actually stayed up here. A lot of us did. Um, so the guys who were up here, you know, you never really lose it because we're together every day. You're throwing routes with each other all the time, um, getting extra work in, um, but maybe a day or two for the for the people who weren't up here in the summer when they get back. It's just getting used to speed of people and the way they run their routes. Like I said, like D'Angelo is very fast. Um, so getting used to his speed as compared to some of the other guys is just something that it takes a day or two to get back used to. But um, I think with as close as our group is and as much as we talk and as much as we we hang out and watch film together, I think we're always all on the same page. Um, so I don't, I don't think that that's a huge issue for us. And, um, you know, you, you say you guys are a really tight knit group and everything. Mm -hmm. What is, what is, um, like accountability like, and what is, um, I don't know, like during the week, do you guys keep each other accountable? Like make sure you're watching extra film during the week, um, getting, you know, or whether you're in the, the weight room lifting or on practice, you know, doing extra reps, what, what's accountability like between you guys? Accountability is a big thing um, for all of us. I think we've got we've got an older group for the most part. A lot of us are older guys, um, so it's not like we're having to to keep the younger guys accountable. We're all just keeping each other accountable. Um, you know, I if if I miss a receiver and if I don't see him and they're open, they'll tell me. Or if they are open and I throw it to them and it might have been a bad ball, they'll let me know. But then at the same time, if they run a wrong route, I'm going to let them know. And like uh, if an offensive lineman misses a block. You know, the, the running back might say something to them like, hey, come on. But then if the running back misses a hole, the offensive line will say something to them. So we've all got that relationship where it's like we're going to let you know, 
if you do something wrong or if you could have done something better, but then we're also going to let you know when you did something good. Um, so we all hold each other accountable in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about after after wins? Do you guys still try to – or I, I guess I should word it this way. After a win, how many days does it take until you're like, okay, on to a new week? You know, that was in the past. Now we got to get back and try and do it again. Uh, one day, Sunday. Okay. So we watch the film on Sunday and really not even a full day. Um, I feel like after we watch the film on Sunday, the offense watches it at uh, at 3, the defense watches it at 2. Um, after you watch that film, that game's over. Um, whether it's a win or a loss, whether you had your best game or your worst game, it's over and it's on to the next one. Mm-hmm. I think I think the difference between a good and bad athlete is um, how complacent you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about the losses, but the wins. You know, it, I agree. How how long do you take until you're like, okay, we got to get on to the next one? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a that crazy story. I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but you always hear about Nick Saban. You know, after they win a national championship, some of the coaching staff says he'll celebrate for two days, and then it's time to start recruiting and getting ready yep. for next season. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny. You know, we got our first conference win against Wingate um, in overtime, and uh, I had thrown a touchdown to Tamada in overtime. And after the game was over, we were walking out of the locker room, um, and I asked the offensive coordinator, "I said, hey, what's the what's the defense run next week? And Tamate heard me, and he kind of yelled at me. He's like, man, will you just enjoy this win? <laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm always quick to, this one's over. Let's let's get ready for the next one. Sure, sure. And speaking of the, the next one, uh, Mars Hill is obviously coming up next. What are you looking at uh, right now in terms of them? I know it's still early in the week, mm-hmm. um, but have you guys uh, talked about Mars Hill at all or, or looked at, at anything they're doing? Um, I've watched a little bit of film. Um they run a pretty similar defense to what UVA Wise ran as far as jumping in and out of fronts. Um, some three down, some four down. Um, they're very disciplined, very sound defense. Um, they've got a good defensive line. Um, they play very hard. Um, I'll go uh, watch film with the, with the offensive coordinator after this and get the game plan. So that'll be more when I'm really understanding what they're doing. But from what I've seen so far, they're a very solid football team who's very sound and disciplined. And, and they play hard. Um, and they do their job. You know, it's it's a good team. Mm-hmm. How much how much football do you watch? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah. college and pro. Uh, a lot. Yeah, mostly mostly pro since we're playing on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't get a lot of time to sure, watch sure. a lot of college football games unless they're in the middle of the week. But um, most of my days on Sunday when I'm not over in the field house lifting or watching film is spent watching football. And then Monday nights and Thursday nights, I'm always watching the games. Mm-hmm. Are there any Are there any players, you know, they can be retired too, but active or retired, any players you try to model your game after or work ethic? Um, I would say work ethic, probably Joe Burrow. Um, I'm in a very fortunate position where the gym that I train at at home, uh, he trains at too, so I get to see him work out a lot and how he handles himself, how he carries himself. Um, I remember that the first day that he came in, um, I kind of hung out and just kind of watched him. Uh, he was throwing with uh, Drew Sample, the, one of the Bengals' tight ends, and uh, he was throwing completions, but when he wasn't throwing them where he wanted them to be, he would still do push-ups. And for me, it was always something where, like, if – to me, when you do routes on air, every ball should be a completion. There's no defense. Um, you should never have an incompletion in routes on air. Um, so if I ever were to, was to throw a bad ball in routes on air, I'd always drop and do push-ups. If a ball ever hit the ground, I'd drop and do push-ups. But to see, like, Joe Burrow throws a, a ball that's maybe a few inches behind his receiver and he's still doing push-ups for it, you know, that really impressed me. But as far as, you know, modeling my game after people, I really – I just try to be myself um, and, and not put a lot of a lot of weight into that. Um, 
I just try to stay within myself and do the things that I know that I can do um, and, and go about it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. Yeah. I love Joe Burrow. I actually <laughs> go guy. to LSU. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love okay. him. Uh, how, how, far, um, how far away is uh, Lebanon from Athens, Ohio, where he grew up? Oh, man. Um, put me on the spot. My brother goes to school in Athens. I, th- I think like two hours. Okay. I think. Okay. I haven't spent a lot of time uh, going north in Ohio. Um but I'm pretty sure it's about two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. But, yeah, no, and that's that's also refreshing to hear, too, that you just, you know, try to be yourself mm-hmm. and um, not always try to model yourself like other quarterbacks and, and things like that. Um, let's see. We have a, a few more minutes to go here, and I wanted to ask, um, what would you think uh, the game of – I mean, you've been playing football since, you know, how old were you, would you say? Man, first, really young. First grade, really young. First yeah. grade, yeah. yeah. So all these years of football, what would you say uh, football has taught you um, about life and things outside of the game? Uh, I think that the biggest thing that football has taught me is to keep going. Um, you know, I, I think that getting out of high school and, and going to, to Charleston and then things not working out, there was a period in time where I, I didn't really know if football was going to be something that was in my future, if I was ever going to get to play, and then coming here and uh, all the hard work finally paying off and feeling that feeling I I think that the biggest thing it's taught me is just to keep going you know when when things aren't going well and they're not going the way you want them to go just keep going keep working and and eventually your hard work's going to pay off and then at the same time when it all does pay off keep working don't forget what don't forget what it took to get you here um you know I think that I'm having a a bit of a better season than I was last year um but my preparation hasn't changed at all. Um, if anything, every week I prepare even more than I did the week before. Um, so just to just to keep going when things are aren't going the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you have a immense love for football. You're, yeah. I mean, even if you weren't starting this year last year, I know after everything that happened, the injury and whatnot, you and I were talking. You're just happy to play the game and mm-hmm. and be out there again. Definitely, I, I was definitely just happy to be on a football field. I think that you know it's really cliche, but people say all the time you never know when it could be your last play mm-hmm. um I had a sweet mate at my last school who had a seizure um and he ended up having to stop playing football um for medical reasons and it was just something really random nobody saw it coming um and so stories like that is something where it's like you just gotta enjoy every moment that you get playing whether it's in practice um or or in a game you know I try to treat every single day like I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm happy for this opportunity. Um, I try to enjoy it as much as I can, um, because I know that one day this this will all be over. Yeah. Well, um, I really appreciate you coming on here again, Kyle. It's it's been a great talk, man. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those of you listening, this was another edition of Face to Face Sports here on WEHC. I want to thank you all for tuning in once again. Uh, just a reminder: this show airs every Monday night at six thirty, and. Uh, We'll be going each week from what I know. So uh, thank you again for listening. Bye now.